Welcome yeah. in to the IPL podcast. Um, episode what? Four of season two? Five of season two? Season two, episode. I'm checking right now. Episode six. Episode six. Episode six of season two of the IPL podcast. <laughs> I said six. I'm holding up seven. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I'm Parker Terrell here with Levi Peckinpah, Ian Nickel. Yo, yo. Yeah. We're recording right now, April 20th, 420, folks. Uh, <laughs> in Oklahoma, where we are, though, uh, recreational marijuana is still illegal. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a weed person. I, I just can't stand the smell at all. Can't. Dude, no, it stinks. It's terrible. It is bad. You want to hear a funny story? So this was like three months ago. I was in uh, Torchy's Tacos in Edmond. I don't know if y'all have been there. There was this. So we pull up. This is Torchy's Tacos. We're like a stone's throw from Target right now. We pull up in the parking lot. There's a big, a strong weed smell. Okay. I look over. There's this lady in the car next to me beat up car just blazed just blazed out of her mind smoking a joint so i'm like all right go inside she comes in to the restaurant then proceeds to sit at the bar drinks an alcoholic beverage goes back out to the car and smokes some more and then drives off <laughs> That's a deep- this was a weekday this was like a tuesday <laughs> That's a DUI in the making. Club going up on a Tuesday. That's what that's he didn't even get a taco. <laughs> that's your whole big. Didn't even get a taco, man. No, I he came inside and got a tequila. Watch the watch the ki- watch like the Kings and the Clippers at like four p.m. on a Tuesday, and then just went on her merry way. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. 420. On a more serious note, I'll get this out of the way first. There were some really bad storms in Oklahoma last night um, that affected where I'm from, uh, Shawnee. And so prayers, thoughts and prayers to all the people there. Uh, my mom's business uh, that she owns was really severely damaged. Um uh, everything, you know, she has insurance and everything, but I mean, that's just kind of frustrating, uh, for sure. Uh, but being from Shawnee, uh, just seeing last night on the news, like the Shawnee mall got hit really hard, all that stuff on Kickapoo, just like power lines down roofs off. It was, it was pretty sad. So thoughts and prayers, hopefully, hopefully everyone, you know, uh, is okay. Uh, the people down in Cole, too, the Cole, Washington area, got hit really hard. There were some fatalities down there. So, uh, IPL podcast, just, uh, you know, wants thoughts and prayers to all the tornado victims. It's the it's the state we live in, folks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's naders out there, and they've been especially bad this year, I feel like. Yeah, they've been... They've been pretty pretty bad. And the thing is, it's just Oklahoma. Oklahoma's such a weird place whenever it comes to weather. Because 
where I live at in Stillwater, it's weirdly, it's a bowl where it feels like everything's supposed to be raining down on Stillwater and nothing hits. It's like every once in a while you'll get something that comes through instead of wraps its way around. And I, I hate when all this damage and stuff happens to people. So yeah, prayers, prayers are out for the Shawnee area. Yeah. Um, I got a bunch, I got a couple of friends that are at OBU and thankfully they're safe. Uh, the Shawnee, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like the, one of the Shawnee gyms roof, just that's the high school. Yeah. That's yeah the high school gym. Oof. That's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty gone. chilling scene there to see that. Yeah. The, the yeah. floor of the gym exposed, but yeah, that's like a major, major area of Shawnee that got just direct hit uh all those shops all those businesses that's right along kickapoo uh, mm-hmm. avenue and that that's like starbucks mcdonald's all that lowe's got hit really hard um so tough scene to see too obu um their business building doesn't have a roof anymore completely ripped off their roof of that building uh, and then rayleigh chapel which is a place i used to go all the time because I've uh, done a bunch of stuff at OBU when I was a kid. Uh, so their big, huge chapel where they have a lot of their services, uh, part of their roof collapsed too on that. So that was a pretty sobering scene too. Not to mention that last night I was supposed to be in a house, like looking at a house that's like right next to OBU. I was there at like at like six o'clock and like three and a half hours later. All that is just completely messed up. So... Pretty wild stuff. World Speaking of severe weather. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ian. I was just saying, I'm glad you got out of there. Oh, yeah, did. thanks. I, yeah, it was much later than when I was there, but it, you know, it's just time. The way time works, you know, one one thing can be this way and then completely different hours later. So, speaking of severe weather, look at this segue. We're we're talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, oh. Out of the playoffs. Lost the play-in tournament game. They won their first one uh, against the Pelicans, but did go down to Gobert and the gang of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Thoughts on the season? We didn't suck! Ah! Yeah! Oh, we were good. Oh, and we also got multiple guys up for for awards because SGA, uh, he is in the running for Most Improved Player of the Year, and Jalen Williams, J Dub, uh, also happy belated birthday to J Dub because he's twenty two mm. now. Uh, mm. he's up for Rookie of the Year. He's not winning Rookie of the Year. Uh, that is a runaway Palo Bancaro. The only other person who's going to get any type of vote is Walker Kessler, which is stupid. If y'all had seen that on Twitter, a a reporter from Salt Lake voted for Walker Kessler. He tried to justify his thoughts on it via like super advanced analytics, and it's like, bro, bro, just say you cover Walker Kessler and you want to give him the vote instead, instead of do dumb super analytics. Uh, <laughs> But Jalen Williams is up for that award along with Paolo and Walker Kessler. It's going to go to Paolo. Uh, for most improved, it's 
SGA, Jalen Brunson, and ooh, the other man. I can't for, remember who the other person is off the top of my head. Uh, but it, to me, it feels like a two-man race between Jalen Brunson and SGA, but because SGA took a team that I think everyone thought was going to be a team fighting for Victor Wembenyama and instead almost a playoff team, and I mean almost because Giddy didn't have a good game and then Rudy Gobert decided, oh, I'm going to just elbow Shea in the face because Rudy Gobert, good guy, uh, didn't help our chances. But I think with how that's panned out, we got two first-round picks this year. One of them's potentially in the lot. One is in the lottery, and then another one's like in the late first. And there's another man named Jalen Williams in the draft that just tempts me too much. And even Presty said in his postseason presser today, he said duly noted. So there might be a chance we actually have a third Williams on the squad. Uh, I think everything's a positive so far for for the season. Uh, before we get going and go on to the next person, uh, I'm gonna start a new thing. We we need to do that. Ooh. All right. This is Levi Peckinpah from the IPL podcast. Hey, uh, how how you doing? If you're listening to this, um, how's the best way to put this? I made a boo boo. I made an error. So I'll I'll peel back the curtain right here, and this is pretty much what it's going to be because after this, I think we had some Oklahoma State talk, but. In our process of recording, uh, just as a little appeal back for that, we do this through various Zoom calls, and it has to be various because my first Zoom account that I had, we could do a full seamless recording and make things a lot easier so that way I don't have to do any chop-ups and do any edits, but based on how things went with Oklahoma State, my email gets shut down. My Oklahoma State email gets shut down whenever I graduate. It's like six six months to a year's to a year after I graduate and they poof the email poof disappears I guess so that way they don't have anything Oklahoma State wise linked to me under their registry so my zoom account to where I had full access to zoom was in my email so unfortunately since I can't access my email anymore yeah yeah the the full account is done so which that that stinks but it is what it is and i'm not paying zoom my my it's like 25 dollars a month if i want to host zooms which is crazy that's insane so we do our shows via segments now to where record one then i end up we end up cutting it do another call cut it another call end it so, with how that went, I think when I was recording one of them, I accidentally did not record it, which unfortunately had the main bits of our show, which sucks. Very much sucks. So, what I decided is I'm going to record this a little bit. I'll tell you what you were going to miss out on. Uh, it was going to be mainly be a lot of Oklahoma City Thunder talk and a little preview for the NFL draft. Because what we're going to do for the NFL draft, or at least attempt to do, uh, and I'm going to look over this over the next couple days, is pretty much going to try to have some type of live live stream to where you can kind of listen and talk with. I, I don't know if you'll be able to talk with us. We'll try that. Uh, on like either Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think if we're going to do it, it would either be Facebook, not Facebook. It would be either Twitter or Instagram because on Twitter, you have your various calls you can access to where people can listen in live. And then you have your Instagram lives, which 
which that would be pretty cool. And if we end up getting to that, we'll probably post something on our Twitter of where exactly we're going to do our live stream. So that'll be great. I'm hoping that it's going to be through Twitter because I think we can operate that with the setup I have here at my house and that'd be completely fine but we'll figure out something and there might be a good chance nothing happens if if nothing happens then we'll probably have some type of just NFL draft recap so we at least want to get that information out there that we're going to try something to try to have some type of live stream we don't know if it's going to work but at the end of the day all we can do is try so it was going to be a whole bunch of Oklahoma City Thunder talk that we were going to hit on mainly about what the future looks like for OKC, uh, especially with the NBA draft coming up and how for the Thunder, there's even potential that you get higher than the 12th pick based on how odds work. I think we did like a whole like two, three minutes on basically the odds of the NBA draft, which is, I'm not going to lie, odds when it comes to the NBA draft, it's kind of crazy. Honestly, it's sometimes kind of stupid. But And then after that, we were just going to get through uh, some of our favorite picks, some of the players that we were out on in the NFL draft. Mainly, the consensus is out on Will Levis. I just don't get good vibes from that guy. He gives me Zach Wilson 2.0 vibes. But we were going to talk a little bit about that. But what we'll probably do is if we get the live stream going, probably do a little preview before we end up actually watching the draft and then we'll just go through with the picks and kind of have our preview there and we and we'll go through and have have a good time if things are able to be up and running but yeah i figured i might as well put this little placeholder here because unfortunately my laptop did not want to agree with me when it comes to getting and keeping all this stuff which hey it is what it is bad things happen sometimes and you just got to learn from it so what i'll probably do is we'll kick i'll kick it back because i believe i think i had some ending talk because i think one of us gave a prospect that we really liked when it comes to the draft i think it was ian he gave that and then we went i think into some oklahoma state basketball talk to end the podcast this podcast is going to be relatively short and again it's just one of those things where it is what it is what it happens i hate that it has to happen like this and i gotta make this little five minute spiel but also i think it at least explained what we're going to try to attempt to do on thursday for the nfl draft so hey i will kick it back to us from a couple days ago i say i say we talk briefly about osu uh men's basketball and then we can wrap it up Alrighty, I'm trying to look. Wait, I got a name. Want to fire off? Like, I I think Anthony Richardson is the biggest question mark in this draft. Because I think with I think with Bryce Young, we we know. With CJ Stroud, we know. With most of the quarterbacks, we kind of know what we're getting. I don't know if we know what we're getting with Anthony Richardson. I I think he's I. I think you may have convinced me that he's good, but I also I have my reservations, obviously, because I he's only had one good or one season really uh, of work. So I mean, we'll see what happens with them, but I I just I just don't know. The facts him. are the facts are that he has a cannon of an arm, and he's an elite NFL athlete, regardless of position. Like he could be. A receiver or running back, and I mean, but how how many guys have we said you know big arm right, big arm great athleticism? I mean, not great athleticism, elite athleticism. Mariota, 
He didn't have a big arm. He had a small arm. He had a pretty good arm. No, he had a a noodle arm. I'm trying to remember because I always... Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the comp. Josh Josh Allen. Allen. That can't be the only comp. There's got to be another... He's like 6'4", like 240. Yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of people have said, too, he's like, if Ben Roethlisberger... And uh, was like a world class athlete. Like that's how big he is. Hmm. I I still have my doubts, but it, it's all it's all I, if, I, if he goes to the I right place it. and he has it in between his ears. That's all, I mean that's all it comes down to. And I you man you said about any prospect. Exactly. That's why it's called like a mock, like a Let's projection. Yeah. What What was my hot take about? I don't even remember. See? Oh, my hot take was about what? Was it about baseball? Yes. The people complaining about the pitch the... clock. The people complaining about the pitch clock can kiss it. The pitch clock. Is literally like the three pointer, like what the three pointer was to basketball is what the pitch clock has been. I don't think that's a hot take, but there are a lot of complaints. I have seen a lot of complaints. Well, I gotta get home after a baseball game, so yeah, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of positive things, though. I think it's definitely helped, but the I think the hot take part would be the it's. The, Pointer of baseball, which or the shot clock that maybe that's a better com- comparison. I mean, it's the exact same yeah, thing. I mean, yeah, because it's yeah, it's a shot clock. Yeah, it's a shot clock, and uh, yeah, I think the the game is better for it. I think it makes it kind of more enjoyable. But the the people that I've seen complain are like, I you know I got the Saturday two o'clock. Uh, Diamondbacks Rockies game and it was only two and a half hours. What the heck? I'm like, that's the perfect part of it. Is that these terrible games that don't matter go by really quick? You can literally then just go to the a D-backs are sneaking good right now, but I think Sorry. it probably yeah. tampers with the stadium experience a little bit because because it's it, it's shorter, so it feels. Uh, Feels a little more rushed, but you're not saying that about you're not saying that about an MLB game, NBA it'll take, game. It'll take a while like to adjust. So, yeah, it'll take a little bit to adjust, and then we're gonna look back in like two years and be like, I can't believe we used to spend four hours at these things. Yeah, no. I've been watching a, a little bit, and I kind of I like what I'm seeing around the uh, around the league. What do you guys think? Uh, as a person who has to watch White Sox games, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. <laughs> My team got be doo doo this year. Well, mainly because injuries, the injury bug has hit early. Has hit early. Sam Anderson out for basically a month, so that's not fun. Uh, but yeah, around the league, games look pretty fun. It's been pretty good. Great production from a lot of your stars. Some of the 
guys that you wouldn't expect to have good years have had good years, and then some guys that you expected to drop off sank like a rock. So, yeah, I think it's not bad. Are we going to talk a little bit about OSU men's basketball before we get out of here? I think so, but I think Ian might be frozen. Levi, what's your panic meter right now? Try to put yourself outside of the you have to talk about OSU every day. Like, what's your panic meter? Well, no, I just I just meant internet-wise. But uh, it's sad. I'm at a five just because I think OU just got their first two transfers. And there's like a thousand players, maybe two thousand still in there. So I'm not freaking out just yet. I want to see what comes through the portal first. And then I will reevaluate my panic situation from there. I'm I'm looking at the transfers right now. I'm just trying to take a look at stuff. Uh, are we are we for sure think that we're gonna get the small guy? Oh, I've got from East sure. Carolina. I think so. I mean, from I believe what I, what I heard, and I have no idea. Uh, there's a good chance he hasn't even taken his visit yet because of some dental stuff that he had to retake care of and no one knows when he's actually visiting again. But then again, that might be wrong information. So uh, that's a grain of salt. Well, OU starting to get guys. Uh, yeah. the, the panic meter is... I think, when, I think when you get your first guy, they come along. Uh, panic meter, 72 out of 10. <laughs> oh. You've lost everybody. Pretty much everybody. Almost everybody. Uh, the only three guys from the previous year, or no, it's four, it's four. Uh, Bryce Thompson, which he's good, but he's the same player that he was when he came here. Uh, John Michael Wright, which we figured him out, and he's an okay player. Uh, Keon Williams, raw as you can get out. And then Chris Harris, who probably that doesn't count. No. Hated that for Chris Harris, but it is what it is. And then five freshmen. Two that are highly touted, but five freshmen. And I'm not, not even that highly touted, to be yeah. honest. I'm not expecting Brandon Garrison and Eric Daly to be world beaters. I'm expecting them to be freshmen that need to learn. Uh so and the main thing that you lost was all of your big man. Uh so the worry meter, seventy two out of ten. Uh uh yeah, I'm at a ten out of ten panic meter. Like I, I on paper this is the worst team in the Big Twelve. Uh so Boynton's gonna have to pull some magic out of a hat to get some guys from the portal. The guys that are rumored aren't really like uh, you know, blowing my dress up, so to say. There's that rumor now that is he from Butler, this big guy? Yes. It's rumored. Yeah. Yeah. Some European guy. Uh, I'm just, I, I mean, I guess if you slot him in with Garrison, I think Garrison's starting. I mean, that that's pretty much set in stone. I mean, at this point, he has no choice. Yeah. So, I guess if you can get, Keon Williams, 
did not impress me. Like if you if you said to me that he's going to be a starter next year, I'd be like, oh wow, then he's got to get a lot better. I think he had some good moments, but then some moments. He's really he athletic. He's really athletic and he's really big. But he had some dumb moments. Oh yeah, sometimes some bad turnovers. Terrible. Bryce Thompson, Bryce Thompson, like you said, he did not get any better. Like he was the exact same player. He, he was and the, John Michael Wright. Where would John Michael Wright rank in the point guard rankings of the Big Twelve? Well, he's like, not a point guard. He's a two guard. He's two guard. So then we don't have a point guard. Hopefully that's where the small guy comes in. That that would be Javon Small, yeah. At East Carolina. Yeah. I guys. This is not good. There's... It's not, but there's plenty of time to get transfers because, again, there's 2,000 in the portal. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I My confidence is not high. Uh, but They're in a portal for the reason. There's a good reason. Yeah. But also, look where look where the portal guys are going. UNLV. Where's Montez? I'll tell you where Montez they're going. Cise might come back. I'll tell you where they're going is these Big 12 teams that are not named Oklahoma State. Tech, West Virginia, Kansas State, Texas. Like, oh. <laughs> I will no, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about OSU's guys. Oh, they're not coming back. No, I mean, I'm saying that like they're not, they're going to group of five teams. That's literally only one person. And we all figured Caleb was going to go with his brother wherever he went. Where's C- we don't even know where we're, we don't know where CC is going, right? We don't know who else left. I'm, no one. Tyreek Smith, Anderson, Avery Anderson, Avery Tyreek, Avery and- Woody Tyreek Smith. He might go the way. Chilling at a group, a Power Five school, and he's riding the bench. Or he's not doing as hot as he was. So then what does that say if we replace guys that aren't as good as them? Well, what does that say about the talent that's leaving? I agree. That they they were doing great at Oklahoma State. I agree they were mid. they're doing SWAT somewhere else. I agree that all the guys leaving OSU are mid. But the problem is we ain't got nobody. We don't have anybody coming in yet. Aside from these freshmen. The thing is, if I don't think they're mid. They're good players to me. Uh, the problem is... Sisse is good. Sisse is good. Sisse is good. Anderson's good. Tyreek Smith, when put in the right spot, good. Don't, 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 don't put that thumbs down. Woody, oh yeah. I, he averaged five points a game. I wouldn't call him good. He barely got any time because it's not at the fault of the players when Mike Boynton doesn't know how to put a system together. I agree with that. Whenever you have a bad system, like, and this all comes back to the head coach, to all of his other coaches that he has in line, five people and the majority of your top guys on your team don't leave all at once without there being a purpose. And I don't, I don't know what it is because I'm not in the program, but like, that automatically that's not writing on the wall that's a paint bucket on the wall the only one that i really understand i guess to avery anderson i understand he needed a fresh start 
I mean, between injuries, he should have left after the Cade year because that was his best shot at being drafted. Um, Sisse, I get because he basically completely fumbled how to use him. Whenever he came back from injury, he didn't play much in favor of Boone. And then I also get Caleb Boone leaving because he obviously needs a mental uh, reset or something. Oh, I get Tyreek the most to me. Because Tyreek, it seemed like there were several opportunities. His first year that he was here, whenever he got minutes late, he was starting to figure it out. And he, he was probably getting told by someone, hey, maybe you got a chance. And then he was starting to figure it out a little bit more this past season. And then he gets benched for a little bit. And he's just does not see the court that much. And then Caleb goes wherever in the back half of this previous season. And then Tyreek steps up and has a pretty good back end of the season when he finally gets good minutes and consistency. So after getting handed two raw deals, two seasons in a row, I would understand wanting to leave. But uh, I mean, yeah, I get that if you're mad at him as the coach. Go ahead, Ian. In signals. Has Borden hired or fired any assistants? Yeah, he lost a bunch of assistants after last year. And he, he, so, he hired him, some people. Oh, man. Because remember, he had to replace Cade's brother and uh, yeah. the guy that went to Florida. That'd be two years ago. That'd be two years ago, right? So, yeah. So he has a bunch of assistants in their first year? No, they've been here now, probably two or three years. I mean, we'll see. I I think it's this is probably going to be Boyne's last year. As much as I hate to say it, I'm sure you guys are thrilled because we, we've talked about this over and over. You guys want to get somebody else in there. Cause, Ian uh, can this attest. It's not working. Or not, Ian. Levi can attest that I would. I used to be a Boynton yeah. defender, and he and yeah, I would no, get. You were. He and I would get into heated arguments about this. The last Levi NFL and I. Draft. The last NFL draft. Levi and I would get into heated arguments about this, but I am fully on the other side now. Like I, I, I am so ready for him to be gone, and, and it's a lot of the stuff that Levi was saying. There's just no system. There, they pride themselves on defense. Do you remember the year after Cade where they would wear like defense on their shorts and all that? And yes, their defense has been fine, but like that's their identity is that we try to play good defense. That's our identity. And eventually, and, and that's just, it's just not going to win you games in the best conference in basketball. And not to mention, he's been a head coach now for five years. Is it four or five? I think it's five. I thought it was six. I think it's six. Six years, and he consistently is getting outcoached like almost every game. Tang outcoached him. Tang outcoached him. Obviously, the Hall of Famers, Self, Huggins, those kind of guys are going to do it. Jamie Dixon. But, I mean, look what Jerome Tang did. Tang's been an assistant coach for 20 years. At one spot, I think first Kansas State. Kansas State won two games in the Big Twelve last year. They did, and then he bum rushed the Big Twelve for the Big Twelve title. Yeah, and they hit the transfers. Yeah, and like Boynton could do that. 
we are about to find out, which I don't think it is. We're going to find out if this is a, if that was a one-year wonder or not. If they can get Tyler Perry or Max Abrams or whatever, big trouble for the Big 12. But yeah, I think Boyne, Boyne's gone. I think they're getting year. they're getting one of those guys, whichever one of them doesn't go there. They're getting the other yeah. one. Oh, I think they get neither. I think they get neither. <laughs> I don't think they get either of them. Kansas State gets neither? Oh, oh. State? Uh, I thought you were talking Oklahoma State was going to get one of them. I was going to say K-State. No, we're not oh, even no. in the running. We're not oh. even in the – we didn't even make yeah, Tyler Perry's like I was top talking six. About K-State. Uh, I think Tyler Perry goes to Tech, and I think McCaslin uh, – I think McCaslin gets his old point guard. And then I, yeah. think, I think Acemas goes to K-State. I wanted him to go to Wichita State, but the case for both these guys is they didn't get recruited out of college. And so they're going to have favoritism towards their old teams – and to me, if we're looking at a person that is going to potentially wreck shop if he gets the right people, McCaslin's scary good at Tech. That is something that, I, to me, is a ticket time bomb. And Tech was good, like, yeah. not that long ago. So, I I just, Boynton's big thing, What what have we said this whole time? His number one attribute, aside from being, like, a really good representative of the school and really good in interviews is that he can recruit. Okay. He can recruit freshmen yeah. and he, and he recruited guys from the portal like Sisse and Tyreek Smith and all, and uh, Thompson, but he's done nothing with that. Literally nothing. Zero aside from the Cade year. And to think about it, to put it another way is, Whenever he got Musa Cisse, the the one that you can get is like Musa Cisse. He was like AC, like AAC or ACC freshman of the year. He was good at Memphis for for what they needed. <clears throat> uh, Tyreek was a bench player and maybe even a low bench player at that at Tech. Thompson got ran off from Kansas pretty much, or he was pretty much a reject from Kansas. Woody Newton did nothing at Syracuse. And it's it's no offense to these guys, but these are the various things that were thrown out about him. So, I again, we haven't progressed in their time. But, but, the, fact it, but the fact is that he did get those guys. The problem now is he's just not getting guys aside from the freshmen. But again, the freshmen are not all world beaters. There, there's no Cades in that group. Like, Garrison is a McDonald's All-American, great, but he's still just like a four-star recruit. Like, I just, Boynton's number one attribute now doesn't matter to me. So, I, I, I just see him as another yeah. Travis Ford. It's Travis Ford with a different coat of paint. No, Travis, Travis Ford, Ford could had recruit. more success. Travis, Travis Ford. Ford could recruit. That was his big thing. But he didn't do anything with the talent, and that's what we're seeing with Boynton. Travis Ford did better. He had more NCAA appearances than Mike Boynton. He was also, he was also here for what twelve years. I mean, in half that time, he still made more appearances than Mike Boynton. He still I, I just, I just don't see. Boynton. I I just don't see. There's no proof that Boynton can get portal guys and make them good. There's no proof of that. So I just don't see how they're going to be good this next year. There's no way. And uh, it's also a little bit telling, too, that Boynton, like, nobody's made a statement at all. Like, Boynton hasn't tweeted anything, you know, like eyeballs or something to get the fan base, like, 
at least something. Give us a bone. He's just dead silent without his blue check mark now. And they're going to be the worst team in the Big 12. I mean, UCF, they got beat by them last year. So. Do real, does, is he moving in silence? No, he's not okay. moving. Some his East Carolina cast ago. off. Some East Carolina cast off and some Butler guy that averaged like nine points a game. Like that's what we're hinging our hopes on. Nine points. Heck, that's more than half the guys that left. Progress. Maybe you can get a uh, like a ten point guy next. That'd be huge. Like, how is Ace Miss not even considering OSU? How does that happen? Because he sees through it. Good. I mean, yeah, because they stink. John Michael Wright should not be starting for OSU. I like him. He's a good bench guy. He's a he should not be starting for OSU. He was at Holy Cross. To me, if he were to be starting, it's not Holy a Cross. one. He's not a one. He's a he's a good off the ball two. He's a good two. He's not a one. And the thing is, everybody screamed, you need a point guard for the past like two, three, four seasons. Last one was Kendall Smith, his first year. Because here's the thing, Cade could have done it. Like Cade could have went anywhere and had the success that he had. He was just that good. So if you outlie Cade, what do you have? Literally, like nothing, zero, nada, zilch. Because even in that first year, the first year those weren't his players. That was Underwood. Still didn't make the tournament. Yeah. You got a good game with Mitchell Solomon where he they did no. the thing. No, I think Boyden's out. I think the players have, have turned on him a little bit. Oh, they have because they're gone. Yeah. He is at high point, not Holy Cross. John Michael Wright was. High not point, that that sorry. Matters, but, That's but, even worse. I've heard of Holy Cross. Yeah, I'm – the thing is I don't know. I, I think we're just – are we now at like the empathetic stage where we're just like we I, I like on like I don't care anymore? Yeah, apath- apathy. I'm there. Yeah, we're at apathy. Yeah, bro. I got That's more time. In my, I got more time in my day. I just I just don't. I don't care. I know I got to cover it for Oklahoma State stuff. I know I got to cover it at the radio station. But the same, I don't. It it is what it is, man. It it hurts me the most because my first love is OSU basketball men's basketball that was the first game i ever went to uh and they upset kansas the year that kansas won the championship eventually like chalmers and all those guys Mm -hmm. and they stormed the court it was incredible it was the best like i was like dad they'd storm the court like every game he was like no and so it hurts me to see them suck and i it feels like they've sucked for so long when's the last time they were legit good like cade's team if you remember, they struggled a lot, and then they were really good yeah. at the end. Not to mention, you couldn't even go watch them play because it was in freaking COVID. So, the last time they the were good time. was like Marcus Smart. Did they even make? They didn't even make the Sweet Sixteen with him. No, like Phil Forte and Marcus Smart's teams. That's probably like LeBron, like number one Pittsburgh or something like that in the round of thirty-two. When it was Smart, Forte, 
Markel Brown, LeBron Nash. That is the last team that I feel like was good. Mr. Mike and Cobbins. Mike Cobbins. That's right. And so it's sad to me that they have not been good since then. And I'm just ready for a fresh start. I thought Boynton was going to be the guy. And I I have come full circle to him, to, to being out on Boynton. They didn't, even make, they didn't even make the Sweet 16 with Marcus Smart. No. We, we their last Sweet 16 appearance was 2005. And their two previous uh, round of 32 appearances were 2009 and 2021. Yeah. So 2009 was Keaton Page. Yeah. Was that so last year? I this program low key has kind of been dormant for a while, and I don't know. It it might be going in the way of uh, Miami football. Mm, I wouldn't Just say that they the, were at. I wouldn't say that they were at that high of a level. They weren't. But, I. I I, I don't I couldn't think of another one like I don't know like I would like compare Nebraska them more in the two thousands football yeah. wise. Yeah. I would say more here's a here's a comparison. What about like Stanford? Remember Stanford was really good? I'd go Stanford. Yeah. And then they just inexplicably aren't. Like nothing yeah. changed. They still had the same coach in David Shaw who just got fired. They just were bad after Harbaugh like left, but it I don't know. Maybe Cal yeah. too. Cal Cal football has a very rich history, but they have sucked for a while. Cal a football while. has been dormant for decades. They'll right. have like the occasional oh, Jared Goff. No, no, no. Here's the comparison. Here we go. Here we go. Indiana. Like Indiana is a top top program, and I feel like most of my years growing up, they were not good. They're just now starting to be good again. Yeah, I mean, obviously they don't have the success of Indiana, but no, the but... consistency. I mean, well, look, all their these are the their elite. Elite eight appearances. You ready? 45, 46, 49, 51, 53, 54, 58, 65, 95, 2000, 2004. That's pretty good. I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot of schools that don't make the elite eight. But, yeah. But in... I would say... uh, I mean, I can give you a sweet 16. It's all those plus 91, 92... 2000 and 2005. So, I mean, there's that, but... It's safe to say that they're they're not an elite program anymore. Were they ever? Other than the 50s? And maybe they had that stretch in the 2000s? They were elite with Sutton. Yeah. They were elite with Sutton. That's what I'm saying. You have Sutton. You have Iba. That's about it. And that's it. it. Yeah. That's what everyone says, but, I mean, those are two of, like the top 25 greatest coaches of all time. Yeah. And you got a whole lot of nothing in the middle. We need to go try to get a guy. 
I'm not even asking for much. I'm just asking for consistent NCAA tournament appearances. You know to what the start. best comparison is to to me, to be honest with you? Oklahoma State football before the rise of Mike Gundy. Couple brief periods. Uh-huh. Your your Bob Finnamores, your, your good time in the way earlies. Barry, Barry with him in the with the way he was going. And then there was a long periods of nothing. Long periods of nothing. So we're waiting for the Mike Gundy to show up for basketball. I don't know if I want another Mike exact Mike Gundy. I, I want to go. No, I take that. I take that. Yeah, maybe. Consistent. Consistent is what I would rather have than consistent until he at. gets cranky. <laughs> yeah. No one and that football is a whole different story there. I mean, but basketball now, we've talked about this. Basketball now, I feel like, is a completely different animal. It's not about yeah. recruiting as much anymore. It's about the portal, who you can get from the portal. And until you find a guy like that, that's what's the most important, like Must Bus at Arkansas. They completely lucked into him. Like, I feel like. Because he was at Nevada, he did a great job there, but there wasn't like all these blue bloods knocking down his door trying to get him. Arkansas believed in him, and now he has revolutionized how like college basketball is working. I mean, one could argue that Arkansas and them are on similar paths. Arkansas and Oklahoma State have similar paths, and really good with Eddie Sutton. Nothing much yeah. else. Except Arkansas. Well, Nolan Richardson. Nolan Richardson. Except Arkansas on the path up. We need to get our must bus. We need to get our, even if we don't even get a must bus, I'll take like 80% of the must bus. My my thing is. Hire an Arkansas assistant. What do you want? What are you looking for? You want a head coach? No. Look at what Missouri did. Missouri was terrible at basketball. They have a very rich history in basketball. Missouri does when they were in the Big 12. They went to the SEC, and their basketball pretty much tanked. And they just went out and got a guy, and now they're back in the NCAA tournament and winning games in the SEC. Like, it's possible. My suggestion is wait till the end of this upcoming season again. I have You think that Boyne has a good chance of being gone, but at the same time, his contract is huge. So I, I won't – I, I really don't know. Uh, but it looks like what I would do is I would try to go after the top assistant in the Big 12. That's what I would do. If we're not going to go for some type of alum that has some good coaching knowledge, I would go for that. Once Bob you get Huggins. Doug Gottlieb. I would take Bob Huggins' top assistant. Whatever guy has been with him the longest, I wouldn't mind that. I think his top assistant quit last year. Dang it. Because I think we had that discussion. Like, oh, what's going on with Bob? One of his top assistants just quit. He's back now. They're winning the portal. (laughs) Portal combat. (laughs) I I think that the program's just kind of done a pipe dream would go out and get the fau guy but 
Oh, no, know. he's, he's going to be there for a while. Why would you leave Boca Raton for Stillwater? Let's because he's playing in a high school gym. I know they committed to they're building gonna, him a new gym or whatever, but. Hey, they're going to renovate it now. They're going to renovate it now. All right, I folks. Mean, oh, go ahead. No, I got none. All right, folks. That is episode six of the IPL podcast. Follow us on Spotify, where all you get where you get all your podcasts. Next week, we'll be back with a live NFL draft show. Stay tuned. Peace out. Peace.